0: Woo! I don't know about you guys, but I have been feeling the energy of this Mercury retrograde real, real big, like real, real big lately, and I wasn't really sure what to do about this energy, I I didn't really know what it was, I just knew that something was going on, and so I brought Emma Del Rey, an astrologer, onto the show to explain all things astrology, all things this Mercury retrograde and to talk a little bit about what knowing about your birth chart can do for you. She was kind enough to read my birth chart before we dove into this episode and it was really insightful. A lot of the stuff was stuff that I already knew about myself but I could see where this tool would be extremely beneficial. If you don't feel like you're quite on the right path, Emma picked out things that had happened to me in my childhood without me even telling her those things had occurred. She was able to pinpoint my personality, explain parts of myself that I was like, didn't know why I was the way I was. And based on, you know, the entire birth chart was really able to explain some things, these things for me, which I think is really incredible. So Emma Dalry, like I said, she's an astrologer. She's a life coach. And she helps empower women to love themselves and develop that relationship with themselves. And I'm really excited to have her on the show. She's got incredible energy. And I think you guys are really going to love the content. Before we dive in though, I wanted to drop a few announcements for you guys. Number one, I am launching my gut reset program Starting here on April 15th, I wanted to open up to all of you who are struggling with diarrhea, constipation, all the fun digestive symptoms. I know I struggled with bloating and gas and had a really, really hard time for a long time, even going to the gym after a meal because I would be so nervous about would I be bloated? Would I have gas? Would I you know, be able to finish my workout? And it was really embarrassing for me. And so over a three or four year span of time, I worked on putting together a gut protocol and figuring out what was really causing my gut issues. And it wasn't until this last round I did last year in March that I really hit hit it on the head. Um, and, and how I knew that I had kind of found the solution was that my brain fog cleared up, my acne improved. I had, you know, been slurring my speech before that, and that started to improve as well. So if you're feeling like you have acne or this bloating, diarrhea, constipation... Um, arthritis, if you have any other types of skin problems or you're experiencing brain fog, slurred speech, those types of things, it may be beneficial to go through a gut reset. If you're eating a standard American diet, and, and I know a lot of you who follow this show are wellness guru junkies as well, but even so, following a standard American diet, eating conventional produce, you know, even if you're eating well but we're not eating completely clean, or if you've had pharmaceuticals in the past, or you've taken ibuprofen, or you've had a round of antibiotics, you're at high risk for leaky gut. There's a study that showed that after one month on the standard American diet, people had a 71% increase in endotoxemia which is essentially the food particles leaking out into our bloodstream and I'm gonna do a whole episode on this so you guys can learn all the things about leaky gut and if it's something that might be impacting you but when we have those food particles floating around another bloodstream it increases inflammation and this is why you have these other symptoms that you wouldn't think are correlated with the gut that act up and flare up because of this chronic inflammation so if that feels something like you're interested in you want to learn more about it it feels aligned I'm gonna link a uh a little bit more information in the show notes but you can also shoot me a, a personal message on Instagram or Facebook or send me an email. I know you know it's not the perfect fit for everyone and that's why I really want to talk to you guys and see, you know, if there's something else underlying that we need to explore first. So shoot me a message or you can hop over if you know you've been struggling with IBS, you've tried all the things, this is probably the best route you can go is doing a gut reset and at the end of the day, it's not going to do you harm to reset your gut. And so I, I think that, you know, starting something like this has been super beneficial with me. And I wanted to share it with all of you. The second announcement is I will be closing the drawing giveaway for the reviews. So if you have not left a review, if you love this show, if it is something that's been helpful or beneficial for you, please do hop over to iTunes and le- drop a, you know, drop a comment give me some feedback what do you want to hear more about what do you love about the show by leaving those reviews, it helps the show get out to more people and helps the message spread and so i will be drawing at the end of the month for the prize and that's going to be a couple of my favorite first personal development books some of my favorite nutrition supplements some of my favorite coffee you guys hear me talk about four sigmatic all the time and a couple other little goodies in there as well so Emma, I am so freaking excited to have you on the show. Um, I know a lot of people, especially myself, have been experiencing some things with the moon, and I'm very unfamiliar with astrology, and it's, it's been something I've been learning about a little bit. You've been teaching me about it, and I'm so excited to know more about it, how it's useful, and how we can figure out what the heck is going on right now with this Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Um, so as we dive in, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into this astrology and all of that good stuff.
1: Yeah, awesome. Very excited to be here um, and explain all the things because I know it can be confusing. Um, yeah, so my name's Amadal Alray, you know this. Um, I'm a life coach and a certified astrologer. Everything I do helps women heal, know, and love themselves on a deeper level. So with astrology specifically, I use it as a tool just to help people get to know themselves more and just bring more awareness to what's already with, happening within them. Oh, how did I get into astrology? That's such a good question. I, like, was your average girl just, like, watching videos on YouTube. I don't know if people still do that, but that's what I was doing. <laughs> like, looking at stuff on Instagram and was like, this seems really interesting. Um, But I was super confused. And like, I had no idea what the videos I were watching were about. I was like, sure, I believe you. Like, I'm sure this makes sense to someone who knows more. And eventually, I was like, this person that I was following also offers reading, like, maybe I should just go get my chart read. Um, So a few months after that, I got my chart read. And looking back on it now, it's funny, because I was so skeptical of the whole experience. I was like, not sure what to expect. And then she went in and she hit almost every nail on the head. Like she described me well, it made sense. And I was like, awesome. But there's one thing she said, like she talked about me being a healer. And at the point of time in the reading, I was like, I'm going to go back to school to be a school teacher. So I was like, that's not right. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but fast forward to now where that is what I'm doing. And I was like, okay, this woman knew what she was talking about.
0: <laughs> <so> um, <laughs> like,
1: oh, shit, she was right. And I didn't <laughs> know it when it was happening. Um, and it's funny cause I felt so much resistance too. I was like, I bet you something was going to happen. And like everything she was telling me was like, you may not feel this way now, but it's coming. Like everything <laughs> that's about to happen over the next few months, it's going to get you there. Um, so after I had that reading, especially because she was so accurate. Um, I just dove into it more, and I bought books, and I started reading, and I knew that Deborah Silverman, who I ended up studying with, had a program, but I knew it wasn't going to start until like this fall, so I was like, what am I going to do in the meantime? So I basically did everything I could to learn, but I was still really confused. I really needed someone to teach me, and I went to school online, not real school. Not didn't really go somewhere. (laughs) Um, But I went into Deborah Silverman's school this fall. I went through her program, and that was what, like, solidified it for me. Um, I'm just a person who needs you to tell me things, and that's, like, how I learned best. I can read and stuff, but, like, auditory auditory is big for me.
0: Yeah, and being in, like, the energy of someone who knows it well and is, like, able to, or to articulate that to you yeah so powerful yeah it's funny that you say that because I'm just thinking back to your reading and how it was like nail on the head this is you this is you this is you I was like yeah how do you know me like it's it's crazy how accurate they are yeah and then you brought up like was there a lot of tension in your household growing up and I was like how do you know this based on like my birthday it was literally insane so it was just so fascinating like How accurate this stuff is when you have the full picture. Because I think, and this is how I felt before I had my full birth chart, is like I resonated with parts of Virgo, but it didn't explain me to an entirety. Mm -hmm. Knowing your full birth chart, it just helps you understand all those other pieces of the puzzle, really, and like puts it all together. Yeah.
1: No, that's completely. And that's why, like, when I see people doing what I did or however they're doing it. And they're like trying to figure it out on their own or, or people say like, Oh, I don't identify with being a Virgo. I'm like, okay, that's because there's other things going on. You could totally be a Virgo and not be a Virgo or whatever (laughs) sign it is. Like there could be so much other stuff happening that it isn't, that's why you don't feel that way. And that's how I felt for a very long time which it doesn't make sense because I'm as Scorpio as I come. And like, when you look at my chart, you can see that. But I disidentified with being a Scorpio because I was like, I don't like what they're saying. They're saying all these mean things about me. And that's not true. There's also that part of it too, where it's like, sometimes we don't identify because of what we're reading or what we're hearing mm. it can be really negative. Mm-hmm. And there's shadow sides to everything, right? But- mm-hmm. Sometimes there's like you know signs get put in get a bad rap. Like Scorpios yeah. get a bad rap. Burg- I mean every sign does. Virgos yeah. do too. They're perfectionists. Like
0: <laughs> go follow Trash Bag Astrology and you'll get all. I love oh my it. Gosh. I literally love I've it. Never heard of it. that one. Oh, it's like all the shadow side of astrology and it's hilarious. But it just focuses. On, you're right. It totally just focuses on the negative things and it like makes yeah. fun and pokes fun at the astro- astro- like astrology signs. But it's not focusing on the good qualities and that's the stuff you see less of and, like, what superpowers we each have with our our signs. Totally.
1: And there's nothing wrong with making fun of it. Like, me and my best (laughs) friends, like, exchange all the astrology memes that make fun (laughs) of stuff. But I think that there are people out there who use that information and take it as, like, their truth or, like, what astrology really is. And that's where it starts to get tricky because then you have people, like – Doubting off that information, it's like actually that's not the whole picture mm-hmm. or accurate.
0: Mm-hmm. But it happens. Okay, I want to get more into the birth chart stuff in a minute, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I know you I'm can't dying. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: is this Mercury retrograde? Show? Okay, so it happens three times a year. Not to <laughs> disappoint everyone, <It> happens three <laughs> times a year for about three weeks. It. I am of the opinion that it happens. For longer than three weeks, because there's like a front end and a shadow end where it's like really coming out of it. The heaviness of it, though, is going to be three weeks. So, like you were saying in your post and stuff, I saw like that you've been feeling it. I think people who are in tune to stuff like that and just energies are going to feel it for longer than the people that are less paying attention to those things and just see it because they see a post and then that triggers it in their brain. Um, Yeah, because I've been feeling it too. So basically, from where we're sitting on Earth, it appears like if we were to look up in the sky and look at Mercury as if it was going around the zodiac signs, it looks like it's going backwards from its position. But it's really not. It's just because of how we are on Earth and the way that it looks and the way things spin. But basically, what it means when Mercury is retrograde is going to be different depending on who you ask. I hold very loose... I guess feelings on it because it happens a lot. And then people get so once people start to get uptight about astrology or something about astrology, I kind of like pull back and I'm like, I don't want to look at that. So when you're like, I want to talk about that. I was like, Oh crap. I got to think about what I want to say because I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I get frustrated when people say negative things. So a lot of times you hear during Mercury retrograde, like bad things are going to happen. You know, technology, Can go crazy. Communication can be off. You're gonna get that desire. I was like looking at some of those memes. It's like text your ex boyfriend. Like, say things that you shouldn't be saying. Um, (laughs) uh, Like flights can be delayed. Stuff like that, because it rules like the mind and parts of those things that can get miscommunicated or get messed up. Mm. And I think people hear that and they focus on that. And it's really a good time, anytime a planet is retrograde, and all the planets go retrograde, um, but some of the outer planets, so like Saturn and kind of beyond, go retrograde much more often than the personal planets do, so like Mercury, Venus, and Mars, and Jupiter, so the other planets, like you can't stop life, because someone is always going to be retrograde, it's actually more rare when there is like no planets retrograde, So the personal planets are the ones that we focus on because they happen um, for longer periods more often and we have, they're personal. So we feel them, everyone feels Mercury retrograde. It affects everyone where when the outer planets, you got to be super in tune and aware and know what's going on in your birth chart and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So the good part of it is anytime a planet goes retrograde, that's personal it is an opportunity to reflect, review, and revise. So instead of freaking out, we can actually <laughs> slow down. Like, it's lit- that's what it means. It's like, it appears that it's slowing down and going in a different direction. Um, so it's a time to actually slow down our energy and not freak out and really rethink, review, and revise what's going on. Um, when it's Mercury, it's our mind. It's our communication. It's the way we're interacting in the world and because it's in Pisces right now so the next time it goes retrograde it'll be in a different sign but right now it's in Pisces and we're in Pisces season so the sun is in Pisces right now too um it's a time to think about our dreams and not like your, not your goals not what you're doing six months from now not what you want to create on like a tangible level like it's an untangible level it's like that thing on your heart that like you don't tell people about that you want to create, like that dream that you're like scared to say. It's time to think about those things mm. and reviewing them, reflecting on them. Like, okay, what does this mean? How do I feel about this? What do I want? What am I going to do in two weeks? Because it retrograde ends March 28th. So what am I going to do? There's more. That's more than two weeks. But after these weeks are over, like, what am I going to do about those things? Right now, I'm just going to think about them and review them and like check in with them. And then when that time comes, like, take action. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you feel. But right now isn't the time to do anything. You know, they say don't sign contracts. My best friend texted me this morning. And she was like, I got an offer for a new job. What should I do about it? I know Mercury's (laughs) retrograde. And, of course, my response was like, I was like, because I know you well enough. I know you already know what you need to do regardless of Mercury. But it isn't a time to start new things. Mm. It isn't a time to, like sign contracts, do anything like that. And of course, like, this is where I get, like, shit is going to happen, like, Mm -hmm. and you can't always, like, align it with Mercury being retrograde or not retrograde and, like, how that works. You're going to have to do things. Um, I just find that when we're in that position, when any planet is retrograde, like, last year, Mars and Venus both went retrograde. And I remember those experiences and I was not paying attention to it and I was making decisions and doing things. And those things that I made decisions on, later on, more information came out. Mm. So like, it's almost like you can't see clearly because it's meant to be an internal reflection experience. And when you're making outer decisions, you don't really have the whole picture.
0: Mm. And
1: then more stuff comes up. So you can make decisions and you can do things. You have free will, but like... Kind of hold your breath because there's going to be more that's coming that you were not able to see and couldn't have known at the time that you made that decision.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned like not focusing on the negative pieces of it. And I've always like tried to focus on the positive parts of things. So I think even if it is that those old things are coming up, like me, and my best friend have been talking about this back and forth is like all the old stuff is resurfacing right now. I feel like it's a really great time to start releasing it. And mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the energy where I'm in right now. And a lot of the people I've I've spoke with are like, yes, I just feel like I'm releasing all of these old patterns, these old thoughts, these old beliefs, maybe old friends, old people that have resurfaced are just like meant to be released. Do you feel like that's accurate for like a mercury retrograde? Is that it's a time of release or is that? I think that's part of it if you're using it correctly,
1: like, because if you're reflecting and you're, you're reviewing and you're revising all those sorts of things or whatever's coming up, like, it might be stuff related to your dreams, but it could be related to anything, anything that's going to, you're going to communicate on, which is basically, it could be everything in your life. Um, so, yes, that makes sense, like, because if you're reviewing things and they're not something you want to stay, like, the letting go is just going to happen mm. anyway but also there's been other stuff going on too so uranus which is an outer planet entered taurus yesterday so that's the outer planets move really slowly and they stay wherever they are for a really long time so this okay. is a big shift because it will be there for 7 years so it's starting a new cycle mm. and that can be part of the change because uranus rules change and Like changing our consciousness, changing what's going on, trying to like evolve the future of the planet, like of society. So that's also a big shift too, and could be speak to what the releasing is too. Um,
0: Yeah. So, will we expect more of like a because Taurus is very grounded? And Mm -hmm. so,
1: yes and no, because you have to take both, right? You have to look at the sign that it's going into and what the planet is. Uh, uranus isn't going to be comfortable in taurus because it wants to move fast and it's changed and it wants to make differences mm. taurus is like how much lo- like i can hold on to this forever <laughs> So
0: <laughs> i just need to like interject because ava is my roommate's dog and <laughs> she's a taurus <laughs> and she just like let out a mooing noise as we're talking about taurus <laughs> <laughs> uh, she knows obviously she knows we're talking about Taurus she's like yeah us Tauruses are grounded.
1: <laughs> but yeah so it's not necessarily there might I think also this transit or time the planet moving it's also speaks to like what's going on like within the government and like with finances because Taurus also like has a hold on that so I think combining the two it's going to be like a rocky start almost like things are going to have to fall apart to get better Mm. um and I think at the end of seven years it's going to leave us in a more grounded place right now though it's it's probably like a lot of like up energy like energy is being like kind of like pulled up before it's going to settle down gotcha it's so a lot yeah.
0: of shifts, just a lot of, a lot of, of, shifts. Lot of, of energy. Shifts. We love energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all the energy. <laughs> like we need more of it, but like yeah. it's coming mean, anyway. <laughs> it's great. Like bring up all the stuff that I need to release and yeah. it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> and that's a big thing
1: too. It's like for me at least, and again, my, one of my frustrations, it's just like, this isn't, people get so like, oh, Mercury's retrograde. Ugh, this, Ugh, this energy. And I'm just like, it's not happening to come like one, they're just doing their thing up there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, they don't care about us. And, but it's happening for you like anything yeah. else. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Yes. And that's why, you know, if you're into this, like, follow people who are going to provide you with information of, like, how do I actually use this energy to my benefit? Mm-hmm. Because when you know the information and you're not actually paying attention, like, you can know that this is happening and then – like that's it, right? Awareness mm-hmm. is only the first part. You have to be able to like embody what's going on. And even today I caught myself like trying to speak and I was telling my friends, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Like I've been struggling with my words all day and I'm supposed to go talk on a <laughs> podcast. Holy shit. Like what am I going to do? And then I was like, okay, but now I'm just getting into the negative mm-hmm. part of it. What, like, what can I actually, how can I just embody this? And like, what is the beautiful side of Mercury being in Pisces? Oh, I can speak from my heart, like I can open up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look! Oh, okay, okay, I can do that. Yeah, you know, instead of getting down on it mm-hmm. and like using it, instead of it just being like this curse or like just bad things that happens three times a year.
0: Yes, I love that. And it's like anytime shit hits the fan, and anytime things are shaken up a little bit, like it's always a good thing. Beautiful things yeah. always happen from it. Even yeah, like you did do something where are like, oh, shit, you know, or something happened you're like, oh, I have to deal with this. It's like you get to and you get to move through it and you get to experience what's on the other side of that. And that's always the beauty of, like, anything that we feel is, like, crappy in the moment is always for our own transformation. And that's, like, the beauty in all of these things. So yeah, it is a little bit, like, high energy right now. Like, I'm feeling that. But, yes, like- I agree. Like, the stuff that's come up through this has all been – really, really cool to see the transformation and the release of. So I think that's a great way to like help ease people's tension through this.
1: Yeah. And just whatever's coming up, like don't get also too stuck in trying to put it in a box, you know, like, oh, it's going to get, or being like, it's going to get better when Mercury retrogrades over Like, you don't know why anything is happening. Like, could, you know, like, it could be that. Or it could just be, like, your soul at this point in time needed X, Y, and Z to go. So that's, like, yeah. why it's going.
0: And but, we could just, like, pin it in, like, it's Mercury retrograde fault. Like, it's that. It's
1: that. <laughs> but people like to do that, even though oh, I, I like, like to them, do that. <laughs> even though they know they really can't. You know? yeah <laughs> so I caution that because and not that I'm not guilty of it like I that's sometimes why I don't dig so deep into this stuff because I'm the person that's gonna be like it's this, it's this. It's because of this that's it. and then it's gonna get better and then it does it and I'm like I oh, 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 I, have oh to I have
0: to deal with this what
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't just wait my three weeks and be magical oh. oh this won't just pass <laughs> yeah so there's um, that too. And once we're aware aware and then we can use the energy, like it's Yeah. Fun. Focus
0: on our dreams. Hell yeah. yes. I'm gonna manifest a van right now. <laughs> do
1: it. And think about it and write it down. I mean we just had a new moon and you can there's still that energy floating around. So you can that's a great thing to do for new moons. Mm. But also with Mercury retrograde, like it doesn't mean you can't communicate with people. But I'd watch for communication to, like, any conversation that you're trying to have that's going to result in something new. So, like, if you have to have a conversation with your boss about something because you need something to change, that's not the time for that. But it's actually a really good time to communicate from your heart, from, like, an openness. So, I don't know if I touched on this, but, like, Mercury isn't comfortable in Pisces. Like, that's not – it. Mercury is your mind. So it wants to be logical and rational and be fast and, you know, not think about feelings. It just wants to do and intellectualize everything. Mm -hmm. But in Pisces, that is like not what Pisces, Pisces, and I know this because I have it in my chart, like to sit around and dream and like fantasize and like, this is what life's going to be like. They like to go to other worlds and like their brain and like their thoughts are just like, I just think of water like they're just fluid and it's just movement and it's kind of all over the place, but they also have like a really spiritual side and intuition and it's like very deep. So if we can talk from that place and have conversations just mm-hmm. generally, you know, maybe not about new things or new shifts, but just mm-hmm. like how we're feeling or what our intuitions telling us that, that is a good, this is a good time for that to do that. Um, so that's that. just a tidbit too.
0: To okay. Add. So you mentioned new moons. So I think this is great for people who are like coming back to this episode and listening mm. past re- moon or Mercury retrograde. Like what is a good – what are some good practices people can implement around the time of a new moon to really use that energy to their advantage?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So a new moon, just like to have a little – idea of the energy that's going on during a new moon. It happen once a month. Once a month. Um and it's when the sun and the moon are together. So it's a dark sky. Like if you went outside, you can't see the moon because it's not there. Um and what that means is that the energy again, like when a planet's retrograde, it's internal. So it's a time to retreat, to go inside. It's much like the energy of Pisces where like you want to get quiet. You want to meditate. You want to be alone. You want to take some time for yourself if you haven't been doing that and, like, ground yourself. And really, I think about being quiet. Like I don't want anyone to talk. I just want to, like, go sit down and just, like, feel. Um, my practice, it usually differs. Like, there's some studios around here. Like, last night I went to, like, a ceremony, which was very cool for the new moon. But personally, like, when I'm home alone – I usually like get all my crystals and like light a candle and I write out intention. So that's a really good new moon practice is intention setting. Um, it can be for that month. It can be for the next six months, whatever amount of time you want to do it for, but writing them out and writing them out clearly. And we don't have to, I'll get into this a little bit because I just did it last night. Like being super clear and specific about what you want because when we don't ask for, like, all the details, if we know them, right, like, if you don't know the specifics, or don't feel them, don't write them down, so, you know, don't create, make, don't make up fake stuff, but if you know, like, <laughs> um, I'll use one of mine, like, I want to speak about astrology more, so I want to do a workshop, so I wrote down the, like, parts of the workshop that I knew in my mind that I, like, felt connected to, mm-hmm. and I wrote that down, so getting really clear, because, when we're not clear, the universe gives us unclear things back. You know, mm-hmm. if I just said I want a workshop, it, like it wouldn't appear in the form that I wanted and you're really in control of what you're asking for and then you get that back. Mm-hmm. So being super clear about whatever you are writing down, um, more specific the better. And yeah, you can keep it or you can burn it. I like to burn it. Like it just It depends on how I'm feeling if I want to go <laughs> outside and burn it. Like if it's cold, I don't do it. But, like, for the first one of the new year, like, I did, I did it. I burned it. Um, and that's just, like, releasing it, you know? It's the part of, like, yes, I wrote this down, and I'm asking for it, and it's the trust part. Like, okay, I'm going to burn it, or you can rip it up if you don't want to, you know, burn it. Rip it up and throw it away. Um, it's the trust part. Like, oh, okay, I wrote it down. And that's why you need to be specific so then you know when it comes back, like, this is what I asked for. Um, and just releasing it and letting go and not having a big attachment
0: to it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um,
1: Should we talk about full moons too?
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> all of the moons. <laughs> what do we do?
1: Also happens once a month. So every two weeks, there's going to either be one or the other. Um, full moons are completely the opposite. It's a lot of energy. You know, there's like studies and all that stuff that like hospital, like, incidents are higher, like, the emergency room is, like, packed, like, stuff just happens because the energy is just so high, um, so it's more a time of letting go than it is a time of, like, setting intentions, um, and I like to, because you can, once you know if you're in tune to it, you can, you can feel it, Mm -hmm. like, I also used to work in a preschool for a few years and like I would know before I was even into astrology if the moon was full because it would be like just I don't want to scream into into your ears but like that's what it would done like in the classroom. It would just be like children screaming and like running around. So it's a lot of high energy so I like to move it you know like I struggle sleeping during a new moon so I like to like be physical and do Uh, movement so like not yoga I mean if you want to do yoga you can but like exercising to release some of that energy because the uh, new moon uh, full moon can feel like a lot of tension because it is a lot of energy and when we're not releasing it we get that like tension because we're like stuck in the energy so moving it is a big thing and then just writing it down for me too I sit down and I do a similar process and I just write everything I want to let go of Mm-hmm. and then I burn it or rip it up too because again not staying super attached I mean you can keep it if you want to and that just says nothing bad about you but I just like to do it like get whatever is in going on in here out onto the paper and then let it go
0: mm-hmm. I love that yeah that makes a lot of sense on the new moon yeah oh oh <laughs> Like, looking back, there's, like, a lot of moments where people are, like, yeah, it's like a full moon. i like, oh, I don't know what that means, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah. Not that too. <laughs> um, okay. So, wh- how do you feel that, like, the birth chart can be used for our own personal growth? Um, it definitely can.
1: How? I think it's just understanding it. And that's not an easy task um you can always go online and look and google it but I, i'm an auditory learner so like i needed to hear it mm-hmm. to understand and sometimes it just takes that pressure off of you trying to figure it out it also removes you from the circumstance you know like when you're trying to figure it out for yourself you don't have any absurd like you can't see it clearly so hearing it is a big thing like getting a reading done is a big thing um because once you do that you have all the information that you could like ever want. <laughs> Maybe sometimes like too much information about yourself. So the birth chart is just like a snapshot of the heavens on the day you were born. So every planet is somewhere in the sky and some sign on the day that you were born and they all fall somewhere and it all means something. So the chart is really what your soul came into this life to do? It's like the contract that you signed, and when you look at that chart, you can see like the challenges, the struggles, things that may have happened in the past. Like you, like how I saw the tension in your childhood. Like you can see stuff like that, and you also see the gifts and like the strengths and where that person can do certain things with ease. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also. I'm struggling for the right word. It's also optional. I've seen people like, it's not it's not, gonna happen for everyone. You can make it happen. You know, you meet people like we were talking and I was like, it's crazy just how in alignment with this, but that's not true for everyone. And I think that's where the real growth is, is for someone who doesn't feel aligned and then they learn about it. Like then they can get in alignment with it. But even when you feel that you are aligned, oh, I'm such a Virgo, or whatever it is, there's those pieces, like, and breaking it down piece by piece, Mm -hmm. and, like, looking at them almost separately, and, like, okay, how does this show up in my life? Where does this show up in my life? Where is this running my life?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, What stories are connected to this? Like, and how do I facilitate, like, how do I work with this in the way that's going to be the most beneficial for me and my growth? Mm -hmm. Because, even the things that are hard that show up in the birth chart, like there's an opportunity for growth there. It's just, it's just like mastering it and not mastering. Cause like things are going to change and you're going to go back to not understanding it and struggle. Like their tension will always be there, but there's a way to navigate that tension that provides you with some freedom and some choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, is part of it is understanding I think this was really helpful for me and some friends that have gone through our birth charts together is that understanding why you can sometimes feel like contradictions within yourself. So I have a friend who's like a Capricorn, Gemini, and something else. And she just like all of her emote and, and Sagittarius. So all of her, you know, it's all in different, like how she feels in one area of her life and another area of life she feels very contradicted within. And so she was able to be, you know, with the information from her bird chart, be like, oh my gosh, like this is why I have such a hard time expressing my emotions, even though I am a Gemini and I want to say things bluntly. Like I have a hard time saying it because of, you know, this Capricorn part of me. And so she was able to like navigate herself and understand herself a little bit better. Um, So maybe a good thing to do is, because I think there'll probably be some people listening that don't know what a birth chart is could you maybe just explain like the three dominant signs like the sun moon rising and, and mm-hmm. what those, those means so that people can start to understand a little bit about themselves
1: yeah and one thing to just follow up to what you said like the birth chart's just permission like that's really how i use it like it's permission to be yourself and that really is the most fundamental understanding and that's not going to be the case for everyone some people have signs that get along some people don't um But when they don't and, like, understanding that, like, I remember, like, getting my chart right and being like, oh, wow, I'm not crazy or there's not something wrong with me. Like, this was just the way that I was made. Like, this is what I signed up for. And then how can I navigate that? And there's things within that that are always going to be hard. But then it's just, like, that awareness where, like, okay, that's just what that is. Like, okay, I'm going to leave that, o- like, l- I'm going to leave that over there. And then not getting and stuck stuck so much anymore in the, why am I like this? What is wrong with me? It's like, nope, that's just who I am. Okay, frustrating, but okay. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I, get, I get it now. Um, but yeah, so sun, moon, rising. So the sun is based on the day you were born. Everyone knows that. I'm assuming, actually, (laughs) you never know, Um, but if you wanted to go look up your horoscope, that's how you would find it, it would be based on the day you were born, and that's what, like, the horoscope is based on, is your sun sign, sun sign is going to be your personality, so the way you show up in the world, how you interact with people, um, yeah, just who you are generally, It's, it's hard to even say that, because, like, there's so much else going on but it's really going to be your personality and like your quirks almost like kind of how you interact and function with people, like what they get from you, if that makes sense. And then the moon sign is going to be your emotions. So it rules your emotional body, your emotional temperament. And my astrologer says, she's like, it's who you are. It comes out when your back's up against the wall. So when you get pissed off, when you get angry, when you're frustrated, when something happens, that reaction that comes out, that's your moon sign.
0: And it's- Mm, I've never heard
1: it said that way. It's, and now that you know that, like you will see it the next time it happens. Anytime I get pissed off, I'm like, gotta go, gotta detach. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, bye, I'm out of here. So it just depends. So wait, what's your moon sign? Aquarius. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just like, nope, can't can't deal with this. So that's how it's going to show up and how you deal with your emotions, whether you have the ability – we all have the ability to feel our emotions, but, like, how it's going to show up for you and how you need to deal with them. Like, um, an air sign needs to talk about their feelings if they're not too busy getting detached from them. A water sign is really going to be the sign that needs to, like, feel their feelings and they'll cry Mm-hmm. Um, an earth sign is going to be super practical about their feelings and be like, this
0: is, you're laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such an earth We're sign. are going to be, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just logic all my emotions out.
1: Exactly. I'm going to be logical and practical in order to not feel them. And I'm going to try and fix them and make them go away because they're annoying. And then a fire sign is just going to get, like, angry and fired up and, like, real intense. And they're going to go need to, like... Take a run around the block. Deal
0: with it. I just love those descriptions so much. It makes so much sense. Like, and this is the best part: is figure out what your friends are because then you understand why they act the way they act, and you're like, "Yes." Oh, you're such an like. I don't want to. I don't want to stereotype, but you are such an air sign right now. (laughs) Yeah, Um. yeah, it's so true.
1: That's like the best part. It's like, like I love doing it for other people. But, like, for the people I know already, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, this Good is mine. Good to know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny. Um, and then the rising sign is your soul, really. Like, what you're rising into as you grow, as you're here on this planet and your experiences, it's really what you're going to come into. And also, I was thinking about this today, it's also who you were as a child. Like, I believe that. Not every person is going to believe that, but when we come into the world, we're not conditioned. We're not, we don't have stories. We're just purely soul. Mm. And that sign, whatever your rising sign is, so it's whatever is at the horizon when you were born. And that's why when you go to look at your birth chart, the birth time is so important because it determines that. Mm. Um, so when we come here, that's all we are. So when you look at kids and they're so free and they're so open and blunt that's partly because they haven't had experience in life enough to like tamper that part out of them but Mm -hmm. that's the part of them that they're being they just are whatever their rising signs are Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and that's why it's something we're rising into as we grow because then life just becomes this journey of like okay how do I get out from underneath everything that's happened to come back into whatever that is
0: I love that yeah Okay, so how can listeners get connected with you? I know you do birth chart readings because you did mine and it was so spot on and crazy. (laughs) How can they get connected with you? How can they reach out to you? What do you all do with this astrology business? All that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so I do readings. So I do birth chart readings. Um, They're generally like an hour. I'm going to start probably doing like 30 minute ones too, just if that works better for other people, just to have a shorter version. Um, Then I also have a course called Love Your Fate, so where we just dive deep into the chart. Mm -hmm. So you would get a reading, and then you just dive into the chart, and then we get to – because during the reading, we're kind of looking at everything Mm -hmm. um, and how that shows up as who you are. But with the course, we can go and pick out, like, piece by piece and say, okay, look at this one piece. Like your mind, look at your mind. How does your mind work? Where is that tripping you up in life? Like how can we work with this energy to its fullest potential so you're not struggling with it? Or how is it working well for you and how can you keep that up? Just depending on what it is. Um, so my website is com. I feel like you're going to have to put this in the notes. because I will put everyone, everything in. Everyone's going to spell my last name <laughs> wrong. It's my life. <laughs> um and then on instagram i'm emma and delray
0: okay so, yeah awesome we'll connect you and then um do you have any final wisdom nuggets or pieces that you feel like we should know before i ask my last parting question oh a parting question yes
1: um <laughs> i would just give it a word of advice from someone who was like in that experience if you're if you want to learn, go to school or go read a book or go study in a way that's really helping you. Cause I see lots of people just looking at stuff on Instagram and then thinking they know things and Mm. it's not fulfilling whatever you're being, you know, you're having the desire for a reason. Like I had that desire and I didn't listen to it for a long time. So try, you know, take the steps that are really going to let you dive deep into it if that's what you want. And if you're curious about it because you want to learn more about yourself, which is often how it all starts for us, Mm. go get your chart read. Whether that's with me or someone else, just like save yourself the angst of trying to figure it out and Mm. just go. And it can be scary. I think that's why people resist and why I resisted because even if you're skeptical, you know that there's the potential that someone's going to like hit the nail on the head for you. And sometimes that's scary. Sometimes we don't want to be called out on our shit or who we are, Mm -hmm. but go do it. Because it's going to help you grow, even just that information of just knowing. And there's a lot you think you know about yourself, but you don't know too. Mm -hmm. That can have the potential to be revealed.
0: I love that. And from personal experience, you want the hour-long session because we had an hour call and I think I was still asking you questions at the end of the hour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's a lot. There's just so much. And it's like, I don't think... If you're going to do it, go big. I mean, yeah. figure out all the pieces in the nuggets. That would be my my advice, mm-hmm. my opinion from personal experience. But we will link everything in the show notes. If you're interested in a reading with Emma, we can get you connected. And then my last parting question is, what does Emma do to raise her vibration every day?
1: Ooh, so many things, but I'm going to pick the big thing that I've been working on lately um I just went to a conference last weekend and there was a lot of talk about like inner child stuff and not like in the way of like our all our wounds stem from something that happened to us as a kid although I believe that to be true but just like I was saying with the rising sign like how does your how did you show up in the world and I as a kid, loved to sing and dance, like I would be out like in my room with like put, <laughs> now that I look back on it inappropriate music on and like dance <laughs> like I was giving a freaking concert like like nobody's business. I love to perform, and that's something that I eventually stopped doing. I don't know why or when or how that translated, but now my thing, like the past couple of days I've just been trying to get back into it, and I did it actually before we on to do this interview, and I just feel so much better. Yeah, like it's a place where I just like feel like myself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and feel childlike too. Like, it, it like I connected back to her so quickly. I was like, oh wow, it's been probably like a real long time since I've done this, but like I could I embodied that feeling of like not caring and just doing it, mm. and that helped raise
0: my vibe so much. I like have like little like energetic like energy is shooting through my body right now. Like, it is. It's like, you remember singing and dancing as a kid, and it just brings you back to this, like, joyous state. Like, there's just yeah. out of that. Oh, okay, I actually had one more question because it popped into my head. Of course. Okay. <laughs> as we were talking. So, you're Scorpio. hmm What are your, like, three main signs? Mm. In my chart or sun, moon, yeah. rising? sun, moon, rising. Like, what are – yeah. What yeah. Are, what is your – Sun, moon, and rising?
1: So my sun is in Scorpio, my okay. moon is in Aquarius, and I'm a
0: Pisces rising. Ooh, that's like a fascinating combination. It's a very fascinating <laughs> it's, How it's, does that Scorpio, Aquarius, it's, ah, even Pisces, that's just all... The,
1: the Scorpio and Aquarius literally don't get along, and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. <'Cause laughs> there's, a, there's that part of me that's like, and I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart, so there's that part of me that's like I just want to go deep and I want to understand everything and I want to like have all the information and I want to know everything about other people but I also don't want to say anything about myself and Mm. then the Aquarius is just like
0: (laughs) every Scorpio I've ever dated (laughs) yeah right totally this is great for like um two weeks and then I'm like okay what about you
1: it's funny because I'm dating a Scorpio and it's like the funniest, like, I wish people could like sit in on us spending time together because us having conversations is like one trying to get the other to talk while the other is not opening up. And then it's just like back and forth. And it's like, uh, uh, are you going to, are you going to tell me something or am I going to have to tell you something? Can i actually going to have to open up. Yeah. It's funny. And of course, cause I'm like, I'm the one who usually ends up being like, all right, I know enough to know what's going on here, so I'll open up. Um, but yeah, then the Aquarius is like, not not about it. It's like, no, I want to go think about the future and I want to go change the world. And like, especially since it's my moon, it's like, I don't want to feel my emotions. Like, I'll just tell you what I feel, but I don't want to actually physically feel it and let the feeling release. I'm just going to go pretend it's not happening. Mm. <laughs> But I feel things so intensely that it's, like, at
0: the time. (laughs) Contradiction all the time. Yeah.
1: And then the Pisces is, like, in another world. And I'm, like, I don't know what's (laughs) happening. Who am I right now?
0: No wonder you needed your birth chart read, because that's a whole lot of confusion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, A lot. Yeah. uh, Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for all of the wisdom, all of the laughs, and all the goodness.